0: Just a God that, you know, he could, you know, it's not the same as if a person suffered. It was the same. It was the same suffering. He felt every single thing that we would, everything. So let's talk about Jesus for a minute, just a like highlights here. He was raised by a blue, car, blue collar family. He was probably considered lower class. He was really in a family of nobodies. Of course, we know them because we read scripture and we just celebrated Christmas, which seems like yesterday. We talked about his birth and who his father and mother were on earth. But Jesus would just be in a regular family like that. He had a job. He built things with his father. He hung out with Joseph and they built things, most likely using stone. That was their job. He had a job. Jesus had a job. Isn't that crazy? He worked. He didn't probably punch a time clock because they didn't exist, but he got up every morning, and sometimes he probably didn't feel like going to work in the morning. It's to, I'd rather go fishing. I don't want to go. I don't want to get up. He felt all the things. He was worn out. He had good days. He had bad days. Sound familiar? He'd get cuts and scrapes from his job. He felt all the emotions we do, joy, pain, sorrow, anger. Growing up, he was simply known as the son of a builder. That was it. But then we also read about the accounts of all the miracles that Jesus was able to perform because of who he was and who his father was. There were many, I'm not going to list them all. He healed the blind, he healed the sick, the weak and the lame. He revived people who were dead. He turned over he turned someone's lunch into a potluck dinner that fed thousands of people and he did that twice on two occasions. That's a cool gift. Today, I want to tell you that Jesus was and is real. He's not something imaginary. He's not something people thought up. And really, if you can't come to that conclusion, then everything we do at church, everything we celebrate is meaningless. If we can't come to the conclusion that Jesus was real, it's just a fairy tale. Jesus did exist. He was who he said he was. He did what he was asked to do. And because of these things, we have hope, the hope that we were singing about earlier, the hope that we, too, can live with Jesus one day in heaven. And there's no point in wondering if Jesus was God's son if we can't even prove that Jesus exists. Right? It really isn't. We could say, well, we could take everything on faith, and yes, that's true. But thankfully, there is some proof, there's a lot of proof that Jesus existed for those who might wonder. In late 2020, we talked about the evidence of Jesus Christ, and we turned to a person named Lee Strobel. Some of you may know him. He wrote a book called uh, The Case for Christ. Um, He was a devout atheist his whole life. And his wife was diff- had a different outlook on things. And it's okay. They can, they can talk. Hi, hi, Ella. I just assume that's Ella. Okay. He set out. I mean, he was an atheist, but he wasn't a jerk about it. Sorry, but he wasn't. He, was, he actually told his wife, you know what? I'm going to do some research because that's what he was doing. He was a researcher. He said, I'm going to do some research, and I'm going to prove... This is false, that Jesus was just not what you think he is. And he failed in his mission. And he wrote a book about it, Case for Christ. Buy it. If you can't buy it, talk to me. I'll buy one and send it to you. I'm I'm serious. It's a good read. So let's talk about proof, proof that Jesus was an actual person. He had eyewitnesses. There were eyewitnesses in his day that recorded everything. We know these as the Gospels or Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in the New Testament. These were people that were close to him, that followed him everywhere, and they wrote accounts. That's why when you see the same story in either Mark or Matthew or John, and it's slightly a little different and say, well, that's contradictory. Well, that's human nature too. What you see and what I see, we're going to describe it totally different. But these were accounts. Eyewitness accounts of what God, of what Jesus was doing. People took the time to write these accounts. They, they, they weren't making money off this. They weren't um, getting you know included into Oprah's Book of the Month Club if that still exists. They weren't taking any royalties. They, they, they weren't blogging and making money off advertising. They took the time to write this because it was worth writing. It was worth writing. They wanted to write to, to show everybody what they saw. There's also eyewitness outside of Scripture entirely. Well, Jesus is only mentioned in the Bible and, and by crazy people who call themselves Christians. No, it's not. There are, There is lots of evidence, and we're going to talk about that real quick. Jesus did leave a significant impact on the world over 2,000 years ago. Not just from what we believe, but the world in general. He was... Remember the son of a builder in the middle of nowhere, Galilee, a small town. This person named Flavius Josephus, he was a first century Roman historian, so he was alive probably when the people that Jesus hung out with were in their seventies and eighties. He was alive when he wrote this. He said this Now there was about this time Jesus, a wise man, for he was a doer of startling deeds a teacher of such men as received the truth with pleasure. And he gained a following both among many Jews and many of Greek origin. And when Pilate, at the suggestion of the principal men among us, condemned him to the cross, those that loved him at first did not forsake him. And the tribe of Christians so named for him are not extinct at this day. Now listen, you don't, you don't get your name written down in history if you are a nobody. I'm I'm not going to be written in any history book. I'm sorry to say this, but most of you won't either. (laughs) You know, you just won't. I mean, you might. You you never know. But you just don't get written in something like this if you did nothing. And he even says he did great, startling deeds. You know, that's the best way they could describe what he did. And he taught men. And he had loud, he followed, crowds followed him everywhere. Jesus was also the fulfillment of prophecy. If you've read the Bible, the Old Testament, which I understand is tough to get through, but there are lots of prophecies in the Bible that point to who Jesus would become. Many of the prophecies were made. Um, David, for instance, wrote about 300 years before crucifixion was was ever a thing that the Roman Empire decided to use, he wrote this in in a psalm. He said, My enemies surround me like a pack of dogs. An evil gang closes in on me. They have pierced my hands and my feet. And here's a summary of the prophecies, you know, hundreds of years before Jesus's birth. The Messiah, they knew a Messiah was coming. That was promised to them many, many years before. And this is how the Messiah was described. He'd be born of a virgin like I said, in Bethlehem, we just celebrated Christmas. He'll be called Emmanuel, he'd be a prophet. His ministry will begin in Galilee, which is exactly where it was. He would perform miracles, rise from the dead, will be betrayed by a friend, Judas, will die a violent death. It's a violent death. Hands and feet will be pierced. Today scholars say that Jesus fulfilled at least four dozen major prophecies and I like this this guy named Peter Stoner who's a mathematician I like math and science Uh, I'm a nerd that way so I read this and I thought I was pretty amazed because the 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 odds of somebody fulfilling 48 prophecies in the Old Testament now these are all different books and they go back you know thousands of years That's when these things were written and written by different people see the Bible isn't written by one person who just decided to write a novel It is written by many people over many different years, many different areas of the world. And they all pointed to this. Jesus fulfilled 48 of those prophecies. The chance, the mathematical chance of him doing that is one chance in a trillion times 12. That's about the chance that you will be, somebody will show up at your house with a publisher's clearing house check. In other words, it's mathematically impossible it's mathematically impossible that anybody could fulfill 48 of those prophecies. God is the God of impossible, though, so it makes a lot of sense to me. And finally, another account of Jesus appears in the Annals of Imperial Rome, a first-century historian of the Roman Empire written around 11, um, 116 AD by, the Roman, by a Roman senator called Tactius. Tactius. So, 116 AD, by this time Jesus's followers were probably dead, although some were probably in their 80s if they were lucky to get that far. So, the the information was fresh, the stories were fresh. I have grandparents tell me would tell me about their stories, so it's, it's fresh, it's passed on. So Tacitus mentioned that the emperor Nero falsely blamed, quote, the persons commonly called Christians who were hated for their Enormities. Christus, Jesus Christ, the founder of the name, was put to death by Pontius Pilate, procreator of Judea in the reign of Tiberius. As a Roman historian, Tactius did not have any Christian biases in the discussion of the persecution of Christian by Nero. Just about everything he says coincides from a completely different point of view by a Roman author, disdainful of Christians and their superstition. With what the New Testament itself says, Jesus was executed by governor of Judea, Pontius Pilate, for crimes against the state, and a religious movement of his followers sprang up and woke. When Tactius wrote history, he considered the information not entirely reliable. If If he considered it not reliable, he would note that in all of his writings. There is no such indication in his writings that he thought this was an error. Again, this is outside scripture. This is outside. Oh so, well, we shouldn't talk about people talking about Jesus outside scripture. Yes, you can. It's fine. And this is this is truth. And this is real. And this is, to me, an outside view of who Jesus was. Somebody with no bias either way. I'm an historian. I just want to write. And this is, this is the truth. Jesus is real. He's real. It happened. Over 2,000 years ago, when Mary and Mary went to the tomb, they did not plan to see nothing there. They planned to embalm Jesus, and they didn't do it because he was not there. His life is direct fulfillment of the prophecy written in the Old Testament. Both Old and New Testament are woven together By birth and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus was who he said he was. The scriptures were actually eyewitness accounts of miracles and the journey. And today, you've probably heard this Easter story many times. You may have heard about Jesus as well. But for some reason, you just can't really believe that this happened and that somehow your life can be changed by believing and following this. It just doesn't make any sense. I don't, I don't want to be a fool. Uh, you know, I've, I've followed things before and they've let me down and, I, and I've looked like a fool. I don't want to do that. I'm telling you today and I'm asking you, for those of you that are questioning or have never even thought about this, I want to give you homework today. I want you to ask with all the evidence from outside of Scripture and all the things in Scripture— To me, it's very clear that Jesus was something. Just start with that. You don't have to say he's he's God's son. Don't start with that. Just he was somebody. And he was somebody spectacular enough that he was written in some of these things that he had no business being in as a son of a no-name carpenter or stonemason and living in a place called Galilee. He was a nobody, but his name is in these things. So start with that. I'm asking you this Easter just to start with that and go seek and find who this Jesus is. You see we at, at church, you know, sometimes we just assume that everybody's just going to listen to me. I don't assume that. I know I know better. But when you go to church, you know, everybody looks like they're, you know, they're, they're nodding and they get it and then they go and it's like, well, that's, you know, heard it all before. I'm telling you, search. Don't do it because well, my pastor said I should believe in this because that's not a belief. That's just doing something to fit in. I don't want you to fit in. I want you to seek and find out who Jesus is. And if I can help you in any way, um, I would love to do that. Meet me here after church or better yet, starting April 18th, we're going to start a series called Fact or Fiction. We're going to talk about things like heaven and hell and all those things. We're going to look at it together and understand that this is real. This is real. Listen, I, I hope you have a good rest of your Easter Sunday. Enjoy your time with your family and friends. But I really urge you to think about Jesus in a different way today. Not, not you don't even have to think of him as Jesus in the Bible. Just say that they, they keep talking about this Jesus, and yeah, there's some evidence that he was some kind of, he was some kind of person that just stirred things up two thousand years ago. I want to learn more about him. You know, we, we want to learn about. Other people in, in today's age, right, that maybe somebody that's popular is like, I want to know all about him. Start researching Jesus Christ. Be careful because Google's not always your friend. The Internet will drive you in directions that you never thought possible. So if there's ever, ever any question, come to me and I, will, I don't know everything, but I can search and I can, I can look and I can help you. And together we can discover Jesus, maybe for the first time. So that to me is what Easter is this year. Is discovering who Jesus is, and I, I'm encouraging you to do that. And I thank you again for being here today. And I encourage you to come back next week. Um, Anthony Kraft is going to be giving giving a message here at Royal Oak Church. He's he's uh, uh, Anthony's a great guy, and he just has a heart to teach. And um, we're going to let him do that. Let him. He's a he's a good guy. And then after that, we are going to start the factor Fiction series. Um, It's just going to be good. We're just going to just drill down on some things and and really talk lightheartedly and then go deep with it. You know, just start out at the top and and go. So speaking of go, I will let you go today. Um, Wow, we went one minute over. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Well, listen, thank you again for being here. I don't think I have anything else to say, right? I always look at Michelle because she knows everything. Okay. So listen, thank you again for coming. God bless you and your family. And I would, I would just love to see you here next week. If you want to talk, I'll go outside and hang out. There are sandwiches out there. Take a bunch home. Um, tell your friends you made them. Whatever you want to do, it's, I'm good with that. God bless you all.